Girl, I can do bad all by myself. I see she wearing a ring. I wonder if what she got is real. I'm just gonna do me. How about you just do you? Oh, I didn't even sign up for this. What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Hey there, this is Ruby J. And B-Notes. And welcome to State of Your Union. So we're really excited about this episode. We're going to talk openly and at length about dating and the fact that it really does begin when you get married. It doesn't end at that point. So we're going to talk about some just ideas um, to, to make sure that you are intentional after you get married about dating your spouse. But before we do that, if your spouse is next to you, grab their hand and and let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for another wonderful day that you have made. Thank you for all that you've done in and through our lives and through our spouse. We pray, God, that as we dive into today's message, that your word would illuminate and revive a spark and help us remember that marriage is only the beginning to the greatest date we've ever had. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You talking like you're about to preach, huh? As we go into this message, no, we're just going to talk, man. We're not, we're not bringing the, the word like that. Settle down, <laughs> be notes. But, um, yeah, dating. So it's really important to uh, to keep that in the forefront of your mind when you get married um, and well beyond the honeymoon period. You know, we're talking when you're dealing with diapers and, you know, fever, feverish kids and just the whole parenting kind of thing that begins to take place and the lack of sleep, but still making sure that you're keeping your spouse a priority. So. Let's talk a little bit, be notes about us. Like, you remember those those times when the kids were young and we were like, oh, my gosh, I'm tired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one thing you have to remember is finding ways to capitalize on small time frames. You know, um, there's not a lot of time between, you know, changing diapers and feeding babies and putting them down for naps and work and just life in general. And so you have to find a way, you know, when you're on different sleep schedules and different work schedules, you have to find a way to capitalize on small moments and and not negate, um, you know, that 10 or 20 minutes. Uh, Find a way to maximize that and turn it into something productive. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember. Uh, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about when at one point we both of our mothers lived with us. We'll probably have to have a whole nother episode on that alone. But it was a, a actually a really good time. Um, you know, everybody got along really well and we had babysitters. Right. Twenty four seven. But what we what we realized and what became sort of a joke with our mothers was, you know, whenever we said, hey, you know, we're going to go out 
we would go hang out, they would kind of snicker and say, yeah, they're going to, you know, make a few corner turns and then be right back in like 30 minutes. And I think, you know, oftentimes that was the case because we were trying to figure out, okay, yeah, we're going to go. We made up in our mind, we're going to go and do something, but we really didn't plan ahead. So we didn't know what was going on. We didn't want to go go into the club scene. We weren't really sure where to go. Um, and so it does require taking the time to think about where to go, plan ahead. So when you do have a babysitter, you know where to go and you can spend your time with each other, having a good time versus trying to figure out and actually turning corners to figure out, okay, where we're going to go, where we're going to go. So I think that's something that kind of started us um, to thinking about how can we capitalize on the moments that we have babysitters, right? Um, and not utilize our time, you know, thinking and planning all of the time. So that helped us come up with. Yeah, I, I think that's a fantastic point, Ruby J. And that actually is what started um, the initial part of our ministry. And uh, it was called Mystery Date Night, where we would, um, you know, try to figure out what we were going to do in advance. And the Lord just kind of turned that into things with other couples where we started, you know, finding out that other couples were having the same sort of issue of we have this free time. Now, what do we do? Right. And so the the mystery part of it was, okay, what we're going to do is every month, one couple is going to be responsible for planning a date night for the entire group. And we had about 10 to 12 couples. The mystery part of it, though, was, you know, you you would sort of tell the group the cost per couple, the attire, you know, the day, the time. But you didn't tell them the place. You didn't say what we'd be doing. Right. They had the RSVP before um, they would be able to find out what we were doing. Right. So that was the mystery part. And that was really good because. You know, it, it kept things kind of fresh and it was like, you know, a surprise as to where you were going. You just got dressed and you just knew that you were going to be spending time with your spouse, but other like minded couples. And so we did things like um, swing classes, dance classes. We um, remember, oh, oh, remember that chop competition? We did a chop competition. Yeah. Where we, you know, competed uh to see who had the better entree in a 30 minute span. We did a boat ride. Just a lot of fun. A lot of things. fun things. And so if you are in a, a community, uh, a Metroplex with other couples, even if you aren't, you know, you can kind of build that group up. But that's a really good way to one, make sure that you're dating your spouse, but two, not to have the pressure of always coming up with something to do. So the more couples you have, the more fun it is, the less planning you have to do. You just take one month out of the year and that's all you got to do to plan. And, and, um, and the next month, some other, other, couple. Uh, some other couple right, uh, comes up with an idea. Yeah. So there's mystery date night. And, you know, what we really want to do in this segment is just kind of talk about all the different things that you can do. Um, let's say, you know, you're thinking, oh, well, mystery date night, that sounds really good. But what do you do with your kids? Well, there's, you know, these hourly babysitting um, companies that are set up in, in several um, cities that That's, also... Yeah, you, you would definitely need to vet those. Yeah, and that you have to vet those 
like anything else, but they have video um, observance where you can actually on your phone watch your kiddo. So that's always like that gives you peace of mind. But certainly those are options, right? Um, if you're in a city and you don't have anybody that you know, you may want to, you know, look into companies like that and vet those. Um, and then there's local churches, right? Um, they usually, I know in this area, they have these functions specifically for married couples, date nights that are really affordable, that includes, you know, a meal and a good time. So, you know, that's certainly an option, right? Um, you also need to make sure that you you take into consideration because the there may not be room in the budget for spending money. And so, you know, there needs to be the reality of, hey, if we cannot afford to do something that costs, then let's find ways to date and have a great time. But in an inexpensive fashion, for instance, you know, taking a walk to the park or, um, you know, going out and looking at water fountains and, and that sort of thing, or just kind of hanging out and looking at the stars. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you have kids, uh, I know at one point our kids would not go to sleep um, until we got in the car and started rolling. And that was just the vibration of the car just kind of sent them to La La Land. And so what we would do is just kind of keep driving around the city and you know, maybe go to a drive-thru um, if you had a few dollars and get something to, to eat. If not, you know, pack something in the car and just kind of drive around and talk. And it's just not about the kids. Just get to know your spouse even better. So that's an option. Um, closer to uh, the holiday season, Christmas and such, uh, one thing that we like to do is hop in the car and go drive around and look at Christmas lights. Yeah. And then, you know, after a while, our kids, you know, they were like, OK, yeah, we've seen enough of those, you know. So that that lasted just a brief moment. But I want you to tell them about camping. That's what I want you to tell. So the least expensive we've ever spent on a date. I know you want to hear about it. So let me just break it down. Fresh out of the Marine Corps um, with absolutely zero dollars left in my pocket. Trying to figure out how to take my wife on an exciting adventure. Um, I wanted to make sure that it was memorable. And so what we did was we had absolutely no babysitter around. And so we decided to take the monitors and put them in the baby's room and then take another monitor outside. We went into the backyard and I used my Marine Corps two-man tent, set it up, and we had a camping trip outside in our backyard. Created little food, little music with our phones, a little dance, a little romance. And it was one of the best nights we've ever had, all for free. All for free. And, you know, you got to be open minded, too. I mean, I, I don't like bugs. Right. Anybody that knows me, not a pest person at all. And so, you know, the first two 
three, four, five, six, seven minutes. I was like, just. <laughs> That's a lot of minutes. <laughs> I was, you know, looking around with fighters and whatever. But, um, you know, then after a while, I, I calmed down and I really began to appreciate just everything that he did uh, all the time and thought that he put into it. And it really did turn into a very memorable night. So again, there's there's all these different things that you can do um, that don't require money, and uh, you just gotta be innovative. You gotta you gotta think outside of the box for sure. Tell us if you have a gift out there with words. Um, you know, there's always the opportunity to write your wife a poem. If you don't have the gift of words, there's always the opportunity to write your wife a poem. Um, yeah. You would be surprised how a little time, effort, and desire goes a long way. Yep, it really does. Uh, just the, the whole thought that, you know, your spouse thought enough of you to take the time to write what they feel about you. It makes all the difference in the world. So now if you have, um, if you can't think of anything at all, then let me just share with you something from the word of God found in the Song of Psalms. It is Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse one. Listen, listen to the delicacy. Listen to the softness of this. How beautiful you are, my darling. How beautiful you are. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats that have descended from Mount Gilead. Now listen to verse two. Your teeth are like a flock of newly shorn ewes, which have come up from their washing, all of which bear twins, and not one among them has lost her young. Isn't that fantastic? It really is. I mean, and you know, you might be like, like goats, right? And what? Like, but you got to, Really, really read that passage and pull out some stuff because you got to remember when it was written. But certainly, it is beautiful, and uh, so you can always crack open the Word of God and and take you out some verses there and just share that with your spouse. Just let them know and go back to the moment that you met. Uh, you know, we always tell couples that go back to that moment when you know you had the butterflies in your stomach, and maybe you still do. I mean, I know I still do with B notes. There are times that I'm just like, I love that man right there. You know, it's just. I'm stopped in my tracks. And so you really want to pull from that, from that, that feeling of passion and love and, and, and just deep admiration. Now, sometimes um, one of the things that we do is we pull up our social media page because we have lots of pictures and great memories. And sometimes we just go down memory lane and just remind ourselves of all the fun things that we've done. Um, later on in this podcast, though, we will share some of the things, uh, some of our ideas that we have. We we continue to record a list of just ideas that pop into our mind about things that maybe we want to do on a date, either together as a couple or as a group. And so we'll share some of those with you guys um, after the break. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. Hang in there with us and we'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back to State of Your Union. This is B-Notes. And Ruby J. And before um, the break, 
we were talking about dating and uh, we just discussed uh, sharing a list that we keep a running list of what the dates and, and things we'd like to do. Yeah. And before we do that, though, you know, we were just thinking about the the type of dating, um, because sometimes when we chat with, with couples, they're like, yeah, you know, we, we, we go to the movies all the time and, you know, movies, you know, the, the, those are nice, but we also want to think about what is being actively engaged with our spouse versus non-actively engaged. Meaning if you're in a room with a hundred other folks and you got a movie going, how engaged are you with your spouse? You're just kind of watching and absorbing something at the same time that your spouse is, but you're really not getting to know them necessarily. Now, if you do, you know, a movie and dinner and then, you know, after the movie, you sit down and you kind of talk about what the movie was about and anything else. And that that's great. But just the movie by itself all the time. What I find is, you know, we've talked about this before, Bino said it's not very engaging. Now, um, on the show, there is no condemnation, uh, but we do want to call out those people who talk during movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Y'all need to stop that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's not. That's not of God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, on a yeah. serious on a serious note, though, that that's a good point. Being actively dating and actively engaged, making memories, and and talking and and getting to know one another, and not just surface talk. Hey, how was your day? Not kid talk. Hey, you know what are we gonna do about um, little Susie or Johnny? Um, but real in depth getting to know each other. And maybe you can go online before the date and think of questions or come up with questions and and kind of discuss. And that way you have a a couple of things you want to kind of pull out and get to know about your your wife there, fellas. And your husband, wives. So definitely some good ideas. I I know some of the things that we've done to something else. We have... uh, done the Spartan race. So we are, you know, trifecta metal owners from the Spartan race. So we actually took hours at a time to play in the mud together and do these obstacle courses. So, you know, we had to really rely on each other to like uh, scale these 10 foot walls and all this other stuff. And you'd be surprised. I mean, we did our share of kind of arguing out there too. Like, I thought you were going to hold me. Why you let me, you know, like that kind of stuff. But you, it builds, you know, camaraderie and you, you have a goal that you can, that you can say, Hey, you know, we attain together. Yeah. There's something about accomplishing a goal together with your spouse that, uh, you know, just, just puts pride and, 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 and a sense of accomplishment uh, in your repertoire. Yep. Especially when you're in the mud and you face plant and it's like, you know, all inhibitions are gone at this point. You're like, you know what? We are warriors together. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the list of things that. Uh, yeah. Without dating. further ado, let's let's talk about um, some of these. So and, and it depends on where you're located uh, in the country. Some of these are particular to our area or areas we visit. But um, some things like uh, the big decline, uh, which is a, a step. Uh, climb where you climb, you know, walk up a whole bunch of flights of stairs. And, and just to add to that, so it's like 
basically a skyscraper climb. So there's like all these different companies that will sponsor a race, but it's indoor and you go through the stairs and you just climb all the way to the top of the building. Um, and so, you know, you can just find in your city if that's something that uh, that exists. How about uh, some of those uh, professional bull riding, you know, going out and, and seeing some of those uh, and, 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 or going out and, and getting on a mechanical bull. That would be fun too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got some more here, uh, you know, renting out, um, you know, a place near the lake and, and, and just kind of grilling out outside there at the lake or, or something like that. Now here's an interesting one that, uh, we've looked at. It's called ballistic bubble soccer. And that's pretty fun. And then one um, that we would love to do again that we, we did one time uh, several years ago in the in the Dallas area. Um, we went out there to Plano and did iFly. And that was um, an indoor uh, event where um, it's, it's almost like you're skydiving, but indoors. And that was pretty fun. You should you should see some of the pictures and stuff we kind of look back at that and, and kind of smile and laugh at each other when we when we go back and do some of those. Yeah, uh, there's another uh, place in the area where you can go and dig for diamonds. And so it's an area that is known to have diamonds. Um, and so you just go as a group or, you know, with your spouse and you dig for so many, you know, minutes or whatever. And if you uh, come up with a diamond, you get to keep it. Now, for you water people who love water, uh, there's a zero G, which is um, zero where you go down in the water and, and kind of go deep down inside. And that's in, indoors, too. But you're inside of water and that's always good. Or wakeboarding. Um, those are always fun. And then last but not least, uh, you could always do Equest horseback or hot air balloon racing. And again, some of these that we're mentioning are like specific to companies that are in our area. But, you know, the eQuest is just uh, equine um, activity. So just see if there's a, an area um, close to you that you can actually do horseback riding. Um, there's a lot of those uh, across the country and that could be pretty fun. Oh, I almost overlooked one of those for your enthusiastic uh, enthusiasts who like to be in the air. There's always parasailing. So. There's always parasailing. Yeah, yeah. There's always parasailing. Mm, okay. Or skydiving. Skydiving. Yes. So, you know, lots of things again, and you know, getting on the internet and searching stuff. You know, that's that is really a good idea to do. Um, social media is always information about what's going on in the area. So just kind of being intentional about it. Being intentional and proactive. Yes. So now what we're going to do, we're going to head right into your favorite segment. Favorite segment. Is it me or are you just being pissy? So this one, um, the scenario, again, is something that occurred with being out to myself. And, and didn't um, go too well. Didn't go well. Didn't handle it well. Um, so in my family, I am the one that is the person to, to cook the potato salad, right? That's always that person. All right. So everybody appreciates the way that I make it. And so it was some holiday, made a potato salad, took it to, you know, my sisters, but kept some here at the house. You know, every it, it just it went at my sister's house. But we had some here for the remainder of the week. 
And so, you know, the husband kiddos eating it. And so then my husband Beanos comes to me and he says, um, hey, you know, this is the last of the potato salad. And I'm going to put it in this nice Tupperware container for you. And when you're ready, it's going to be here. I'm like, oh, babe, thank you. Right. You know, so Aww. a day or two passes and um, I go in the refrigerator. I'm looking and where's my potato salad that my husband so, you know, thoughtfully packed up for me. And I'm looking nothing. So I ask him, hey, you know, where's the potato salad? I ate it. <laughs> right. He ate it. And uh, I, was, I was hot, people. I was really upset because I did not ask him to put the potato salad aside for me. He offered, right? I, I didn't I didn't ask. So I feel like if you offered, you should have said, at that moment when you knew you were going to wrap your lips around what you put aside for me, that's when you say, hey, babe, you know that potato salad I put aside for you? I'm going to eat it. Is that okay? Nothing. None of that. I just go in the refrigerator and it's gone. So that happened how many years ago? At least two. At least two. So and it's still fresh. Every time, every time we go to a place, a restaurant where they have potato salad, she always mentions this story. Right. And you know, honestly, I don't know people out there. This is one that baffles me. I don't even know how I could have handled it differently because I was so outdone. I still am. You know, you know, let's take a poll. So here's what we want to do. You have the email address. Um Roger that. R-O-G-E-R-T-H-A-R-T. Excuse me. Roger that. R-O-G-E-R-T-H-A-T-G-R-P at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you think because I ate the potato salad. Now, here's my reasoning. It was in the refrigerator for three days. There's got to be a limit on that. So we want to hear from you. What do you think? There's not a limit on a gift. You know, how can you put a limit on a gift? But yes, we do want to hear from you because again, two years into it and I'm still like done. I I feel like that was just whatever, but let us know. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Um, So here's what we're going to do. We want to pour into a couple who Maybe you, you do want to date your spouse and, you know, financially it's kind of tough. Um, and even if it, it isn't, we just want to bless a couple. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Go to our Facebook page and you're going to see this episode called Dating. And what we want you to do, Facebook, um, go and share our page, share this link on your page. And whatever couple gets the most likes over a week's time, we will send you a $75 gift card. And hopefully that will help you guys do something fun in your area. You know, really kind of get to know and look your spouse in the eye for a little while. You know, and just remember that, that moment that you guys met. So, again, give them that email address, babe. R-O-G. E-R-T-H-A-T-G-R-P at gmail.com. And again, the go go to the Facebook page, share it on your page, and whoever gets the most likes, we will definitely um, send you 
the $75 gift card. We're also going to announce the couple who wins on the next episode. So good luck, guys. Now, um, just a reminder, our Facebook page is Roger That Management Group, LLC. Yep. So look us up there, find us, and um, yeah, good luck. So that really ends this episode uh, of State of Your Union, all the information that we gave you about dating. Remember that dating begins when you get married. It doesn't end. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly uh, beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians 3, verse 20 and 21. So just remember, keep dating, and we'll see you guys next time. Be blessed.